What is going on, everybody? And welcome back to the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, The Fight Podcast. I'm your host, the Underground King, Serge Vicente, and this is episode 220. What is it? We got 227 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe, man. Um, I hope you guys have had a great week, okay? We have so much to talk about this week. Uh, there's fight announcements. We have not just one, but two. Two amazing fight cards, man. Bellator is back in action. UFC is back in action. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I think Bellator actually might have the better card this weekend. It's incredible. I cannot wait to break that fight card down with you. Um, but before we get to that, man, let's go ahead and what's on today's menu. Let's break down everything on today's show. And today we're going to go ahead and recap Derek Brunson versus Edmund Shabazian. It was an amazing fight. I think a lot of people were shocked on what actually took place. So we're going to go ahead and break that down on, on, um, on top of the entire card itself. We also have some fight announcements, a lot of injury news. Dana White Contender Series is back. And I'm going to be honest with you, man. The first episode of season four, I cannot lie. It was incredible. We have some guys who might legitimately end up being contenders. We'll talk about that. And then we'll have to finish the show off by breaking down UFC Fight Night, Vegas 6, and also Bellator 243, man. Both of those cards are incredible. We have Derek Lewis fighting Alexi Olenek in the UFC. We have Tyson Chandler versus Benson Henderson, okay? The rematch of that one for all the chips over there in Bellator. I cannot wait to talk about that, man, um, and more on this episode. Before we get to that, I have to take a time out and um, just take a second to uh, send love, thoughts, prayers to all the people in Beirut right now. Um, as I'm sure a lot of us saw earlier this week, actually, uh, Tuesday morning, um, unfortunately, there was a big explosion that took place there. And um, it's killed hundreds of people, um, injured thousands more. It, it's terrible, terrible, terrible sight to see. Um, when, oh man, watching it, like getting up yesterday morning, Get up usually around six o'clock every day and turn your phone on just to see the news and how Donald Trump's fucking up the world and shit each and every week. You know what I'm saying? So that's what you usually do. I'm looking at, you know, whatever um, on social media. And that's like one of the first things that I actually saw in the morning. And man, it when you see it, it looks like a movie. Um, we hear and honestly, what is it? This week is the 75th anniversary of uh, the atomic bomb dropping on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Uh, in World War II. So it, it, it was a really, really eerie vibe, really eerie vibe when that took place. Seeing a bomb of that magnitude go off, and what it sounds like, it sounds like the only reason that it happened, um, the government's blaming negligence. They pretty much had um, in that warehouse that was literally right there, one of, one of the biggest cities that they have, you know, in the country, was this. This equipment that essentially can blow up, and unfortunately it did, and it took the lives of uh, uh, many people because of negligence. So much love, uh, support, thoughts, and prayers go out to those individuals um, whose families have been affected by that tragedy. Uh, 2020, man, I, you know this shit's going to go down in history as the shittiest of shitty years, man. The only thing that we have positive rocking is... Yo, fights. And I cannot lie. Um, and again, hate to change gears like this, but this is a fight show, man. So we can let's go ahead and break it down, man. Uh, but there is a lot of amazing, amazing, amazing fights that are going on. We have, like I said, these two amazing fight cards this weekend. 
And we have, the honestly, the fight card of last weekend that was amazing as well. So let's go ahead and jump on into the action of the show. Um, last weekend, Edmund Shabazian, the, the, the phenom, the guy who was essentially Ronda Rousey's protege. If you guys don't remember back in the day when Ronda Rousey was winning all of her titles, he used to flip around this kid. He was the one that she had all the open workouts with. And he was in the gym. He's a little kind of little out of shape looking pudgy kid. But this dude is turned up, grown up. Now he's 22 years old and he's one of the baddest dudes in the land, man. Edmund Shabazian, he deserves all of the hype, everything that he's getting. He deserves every bit of it. Um, but they put him in there against Derek Brunson. Now, Derek Brunson's a guy that I've said time and time again, he's that litmus test, right? I don't like calling dudes journeyman. Journeyman is, is super dismissive. Calling someone a journeyman is, is very disrespectful, especially when you're not the ones going out there and getting active. Now, are there some guys out there that I would actually call a journeyman? Yes. But is Derek Lewis one of them? No, no, not at all. I can't call Derek Lewis a journeyman. And I can't call him a journeyman because at the end of the day, this dude has been top five or top six his entire UFC career. He continues beating and dominating against really, really solid dudes. And we forget, we forget, yo, Derek Lewis, people, he is finally with a real team. He is finally down with Hard Knocks 365, with Henry Hoof and all those boys down there. And he's been there for his last three fights. And guess what? He's won his last three fights. Serge, what was he doing before that? Serge, where was uh Derek Lewis before that yo he was literally in Georgia training in the garage with his boys who do not fight professionally that's what Derek Lewis was doing Derek Lewis was in there training with his boys he might as well have been in this room that I'm in now just rolling around getting it in shit I have mats right behind me <laughs> I know I'm training but I'm, I'm not fighting in the UFC but that's what Derek Lewis was doing. Derek Brunson was doing. He was doing that and still beating top competition. But he's one of those guys that I've always said is the litmus test. Because if you can get through Derek Brunson, if you can actually defeat Derek Brunson, then you deserve, you are deserving of a title shot. You're deserving of someone who belongs in the top five. We saw with man, the myth, the legend himself, the last style bender, Israel Adesanya. He rips through Derek Brunson. He gets a shot. How about the champ before that? Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker fights him, gets him out of there quickly. He ends up eventually fighting and winning a title shot. Yoel Romero, when he was on his rise, who did he have to beat to get there? Yes, did. Derek Brunson, man. So this dude is somebody who's always been here. And for, for now, now let, let's go ahead and switch gears, right? Uh, so the fight takes place. And when the fight start, first starts going, you can see Edmund Shabazian's. I don't want to take anything away from him. He goes out here, patience, measured. He goes out there, man. The way this dude moves, I love it. He knows how to mix it up. He's good on the ground. He's good standing up. He does everything well. And he also, one of the big things I really I took away from it is when this dude was walking out to the cage. And here's the thing. I, I fought before. I fought some really good dudes. I've been in the cage. Let me be the first to tell you if you guys didn't realize this shit already. Yo, that shit is 
terrifying. Like, I'm talking about butterflies up to your Adam's apple terrifying. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. It doesn't matter what anybody says. That shit is terrifying. Okay? Always seems... It seems like to him... So when you see that coupled with the gotten the Ronda Rousey rub, everything else, always assumed that guy, he was one and everything about him leading up to it, he looks as if he's that dude, as if he's the one. His movement is great. And the first round was very close. But one thing that I noticed and one knock that I've always had on Derek Lewis is that when Derek Lewis, no, I'm sorry, not Derek Lewis, Derek Brunson. Derek Lewis is actually fighting this weekend, so we'll go ahead and talk about that in a moment. But Derek Brunson, the way that he ended up losing to Adesanya and Robert Whitaker was because he didn't have patience. He used to literally go in there, asshole style, and get knocked out. He said, I got these two paws and I'm going to go ahead and put, them, put this pace on you. He ended up getting knocked out because he was overzealous. Um, one thing that I took away from the first round was like, yo, Derek Lewis, not only is he mixing it up, he ended up getting takedown. Uh, he moved really well, but he wasn't getting overzealous. He wasn't overextending himself like he's done so many times in the past. And that's when I knew. I was like, oh, shit, my fight pigs might be looking good today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's when I really realized, okay, this, this looks like this might be a great fight and a great win uh, for Derrick Lewis, depending on how he does. So the second round comes on, and he puts it on Edmund Shabazian. Edmund Shabazian, you can tell, as good as this kid is, he has never been, the only time he's in the UFC, he went to the third round, was his first fight in the UFC. He wins that fight, but he admittedly and not only admittedly very very plain to see he ended up gassing in that fight also it went three rounds ever since then like i talked about last time out fam he goes out there and he blazes people nine fights seven first round finishes every win that he has had aside from his first fight in the ufc was a first round finish this kid is is terrifying he's terrifying he's the real deal um but he gassed out he gassed out. Derek Brunson got on top and then just absolutely man ground. Just beats his ass. Serious ground and pound. Literally got the mount. When if you guys don't know, the mount is literally when you have a groin and sitting on your chest, has his knees under your armpits. You can't do shit. You're just sitting there with your arms up and he just rains down punches. He was saved by the bell. But Herb Dean, somebody who has really come under fire recently, and like I said before, he should not have come under fire at all he ended up making a great call called the doctor over before the round was over asked him how he says the doctor asked if he can continue Edmund Shabazian said yes he comes out in the first bit of trouble that Edmund Shabazian ended up getting into in that third round the fight was stopped the fight was actually stopped 28 seconds of the third round okay um amazing win amazing finish by Derek Brunson, and he proves once again that he is that litmus test, and he puts himself in the conversation for a title shot. Now, we already know 185 is stacked. It is super stacked when you think about how incredible that that um, that weight class is. You have Adesanya, you have Paulo Costa, you have Robert Whitaker, 
You have Darren Till. You have Jared Cannonier. And those are just the guys in the top five. Then we got Derek Brunson of the world and everybody else, man. This is a really, really, really dangerous weight class, man, with a lot of guys who could win the title at any point. Jack Hermanson, I'm sorry. How did I forget that guy? So there's so many guys in that weight class that are incredible and can actually vie for a title shot at any point in time. So who should he fight? We talked about this before. I, I would love to see him in there with Jack Hermans. That, that would be a great fight. You seeing him go in there, you know, get another win, go in there against Jack Hermanson um, would be a very, very entertaining for Derek Brunson. In terms of uh, Edmund Shabazi, anyway, also I would like to see him, and I did say uh, Jack Hermanson, but I would really like to see, because he is on a three-fight winning streak, and this gentleman is, is coming off of a title shot, but losing three in a row since that title shot, or should I say interim title shot, is Kelvin Gastelum. That right there, I think, is a perfect matchup. You have um, Derek Brunson, who is actually the number six guy in the world right now. Number seven in the world right now is Kelvin Gastelum. I think this is a perfect fight for two guys who you really don't know what's going to happen to in their career. Yes, Derek Brunson is older, but three L's in a row. Yo, what happens if you take four? We don't know. If you take four, come on, man. I don't care who you are, what your name is. You're probably not going to be in the UFC much longer. So that's one of those things that I look at, and I think that would be the perfect matchup for a Derrick Brunson. Now, who will be that matchup for the upstart, for the hype train that was derailed, for Edmund Shabazian? Who would you say belongs in that title shot? Who should be that guy? Well, I, I have a couple names for you, okay? And they're a little farther down. They're not in the top 10, but they are in the top 15. First guy I say is Ian Heinish. Ian Heinish, if you guys don't know, this dude has an amazing, amazing, amazing story. Definitely one of those rag to riches stories, man. Um, I, I would love to get him on the show at some point in time to discuss his story. But uh, this guy is incredible. He has on, he's an absolute tear. He is ranked number 13 in the world. Great stylistic matchup, and it's two guys who are prospects. I think it will be an amazing matchup. The other one will be Martin Vittori. Martin Vittori, for a long time, has been rated the number one prospect out of all of Europe. Italian dude, he trains here in the States. The dude is an absolute beast. If you guys don't remember, he is one of the... Remember, I've always said Israel Adesanya is the best of the best. But Vittori was the only other guy that was able to take him the distance, okay? And, and honestly, Adesanya didn't look his best in that fight. Vittori is a tough, tough, tough dude. Either one of those fights for Edmund Shabazian would be amazing because it's two fights, two different opponents that are both up-and-coming prospects. Two guys who realistically are probably more to his level, just to be honest. So I would love, love, love to see that fight. And here's the thing. For all of us looking at it, we're saying, yo, was Derek Brunson too much? Who's, you know, was it too much? You know, was it too soon? Are we pushing these guys? Look, let, let's just be very, very, very honest. Let's be very, very, very candid. When you get to the point where you're in the UFC, they're going to push you. They are going to push you. They are going to sit there and honestly make your life hell until you get to the very top okay so who um okay so it's good moving moving right along um oh and also in terms of that and i'm sorry we had this thing pop up on the screen messed me up um moving right along um 
why would they have, and I'm sorry, I lost train of thought, why would they have not given Remember who Edmund Shabazian defeated before he ended up actually um, fighting Derek Brunson. He beat Brad Tavares, and he beat him by first-round knockout. Who, who was the one who beat Brad Tavares last? That was Israel Adesanya. Who did they give Israel Adesanya next? Gave him Derek Brunson. So remember, that is the thing. So they were like, hey, are you this good? Let's find out. And they sent him over there, and that's what it um, the rest of the card itself was actually a really, really entertaining card. Um, who else do I want to talk about on that card? Let me see. Ah, the fight that I wanted to talk about was my fight of the night, which was Bobby Green versus Lando Venata. Lando Venata, as you guys know, has it was been a guest on our show. Go ahead and check us out, man. We are on all podcasting platforms around the um, out there. Um, it is uh, right there for you guys. You can also check that out on YouTube. Well, um, but. Uh, Lando Venata and Bobby Green was a great matchup. And this is a, a, another fight of the night. Ended up getting a fight of the night. The second time these guys have fought, the second time these guys have gotten fight of the night. I picked Lando Venata to win this fight. And the reason that I picked him is because Bobby Green just hasn't been consistent. Bobby Green has always been one of those guys that he has all the skills in the world. Dude's a beast. He, he can wrestle. He can strike. But it seems like he always gets in his own way. He seems like he's trying to do too much show and not enough action. And you know, I'm all about that action. So if you're not about that action, like I can't pick you. I can't. But Bobby Green said that he had some things he was working out and he finally got his team together. He trains with Darian Caldwell, who was a 135 and 145 pound champ over at Bellator. And he really looked amazing. Boxing looked amazing. Jiu-Jitsu looked amazing. His hands looked amazing. And I'll be honest with you. It was the fight of the night, but I don't believe it was that close. He absolutely beat up Lando Venata. It was a great fight, amazing performance, and 155 in the UFC just continues getting better, better, and better, okay? And that's when I bring my next point, man. Um, let's talk about Dana White Tuesday Night Contender Series is back, okay? I, I, I love this series. Um, it is the series that I actually enjoy even more than the original tough seasons, okay? Let's be honest. The only tough season that was amazing, yes, you had the first three seasons, but that season with Rampage Jackson and Rashad Evans was by far gold. That that there, that was television, and I loved every, every, every bit of it, okay? Um, he is, uh, the, the Dana White 2's Next Center series is back, and when the reason that I actually enjoy this series or than some of the other fight series that are on TV is because these guys are actually really, really, really good, okay? These are legitimate prospects going out there and fighting and putting their all in a very little cage. They're fighting the exact same cage that they're currently in right now at the Apex Center. They're fighting in a little cage so it forces people to engage, okay? Not only does it force you to engage, so these guys are pretty much told, if you put on a great performance, you will get a job, okay? So they go out there to knock each other's faces off, and they go out there and put on a show, all right? Uh, this fight in itself, like I told you guys before, it was incredible. Um, they had uh, the return of Justin Jacoby. Justin Jacoby was somebody who fought in the UFC before, ended up not fighting, got cut, started focusing strictly on uh, kickboxing, competed, and actually won um, the tournament belt over a glory, which is the top kickboxing organization in the entire world and then he's back in mma he hasn't trained mma in five years he came back looked so good ended up getting a decision victory there but the guy that i want to talk about his name and he's from alaska 
hailing from Alaska with a record of 6-0, 27 years old, Euros Medic. Fam. Yo, this kid, this kid is something else. His striking looks incredible. He has a kickboxing background. And the thing about, and I talked about this with, um, with Big Pretty, Justin Willis, when he was on the show. Not having anyone in the cage, right? When no one is in there. And I talked about this with Justin Willis, and I also spoke about this um, with a couple other my guests as well. But one thing that we discussed was when you're in the cage, and you actually, you, since there's no crowd, you can hear all the shots. Some of the body kicks and the body shots that Medic landed against his opponent, Mikey Gonzalez. Ooh, oh, oh my God. Oh, I felt so bad for the kid, man. Uh, it, it looked like it was rough, um, rough sledding the whole time. But this kid is another dude that's coming in at 155 pounds in the UFC. And he is somebody who legitimately can be a contender. I want to see him fight somebody in the UFC relatively quickly he said himself look dude i'm ready i want to i want a quick turnaround i want to get a big fight i want to see him with somebody in the top 15 let's see let's see who he has i mean when i say top 15 i mean like 13 14 15 because anybody in the top 10 and 155 you you beat them it's off to the races okay and then you're not getting an easy fight a la edmonton shabazian right so let's and also somebody who came from the tuesday night contender series so let let's Make sure he gets a couple another amazing wins. Let's make sure again he gets some other, you know, performances so that people actually understand and know who he is. Once we get that, we can even get him on a pay-per-view fight where he's one of the opening fight cards. Then, then we can sit back and say, all right, let's start giving him some real guys. But until then, let, let's pump the brakes. But I'm telling you, this kid has all the attributes legitimate tender, all right? Um, really quick, I want to uh, give a real shout out because I feel terrible, 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 terrible for Trevin Giles. Okay, Trevin Giles uh, was scheduled to go ahead and actually fight against Kevin Holland, and right before he walked out, ten minutes before he walked out, he literally fainted, passed out. He fainted, and they ended up calling the fight. He seems like he's okay. Everyone in the organization said it's all right. Hopefully, they can go ahead and reschedule that fight. Um, but I felt bad for him because obviously you end up missing a payday. You miss an opportunity uh, to really, really uh, have a showcase. And right now, as we all know, there's nobody else watching fights right now. Um, it, he is that that would have been the showcase. You know what I mean? So I feel bad for him. But on the other hand, Kevin Holland, this kid is a dog. He's already fought three times this year and he is still going after it. This fight fell through. He doesn't care. He said right away, look, he tried to fight somebody else on the card. He was like, yo, his fight fell out. Let me go ahead and fight him. That was Ed Herman, who is at weight class above him. Weight class above him. He said, I don't care. He fights at 205. I'm 185, whatever. I, I'll, I'll eat a little bit tonight, and I want to fight that guy. Unfortunately for Ed Herman, he already started drinking and shit, you know, because his fight was called off, so he couldn't end up fighting that fight. But... He is coming back this week, and he'll be fighting on this card this weekend in Vegas as well, headlined by Derek Lewis and Alexi Olenek. So I'll break that fight card, but you got to give this dude props, man. The fact that he's able to go out there and really, I mean, you, Kevin Holland's one of those throwback type of fighters, man. You got to love it. I'm a big fan of him, uh, but Trevin Giles, I feel bad for him, and I hope we get him. One, I hope we get him on the show. Uh, we reached out to him and him and his team. 
I hope we can get him on the show at some point in time soon. Uh, but also, just I feel bad for the kid. You never want to see that happen to anyone. Um, also, Joanne Calderwood. Man, that's the thing about the UFC. They're going to force you. They're going to force you to fight against the best of the best. And the way the organization is set up, Joanne Calderwood had a title shot. She was next in line to fight Joanna, um, not Joanna, um, Valentina Shevchenko. At one two at two at one twenty five, but unfortunately for her, uh, Valentina it was in, was injured. Instead of waiting for Valentina to come back, she decided to take a fight to stay busy. She ended up getting beat up and beaten bad by uh, Jennifer Maya, who put on a hell of a performance. Uh, and again, I feel bad, man. I feel bad that you go out there, you put yourself out there. It's a pandemic. Nobody has any cash right now. So she needs to go out there and feed her fam. She needs to go out there and make this cash. I understand her taking this fight. That's why we need fighter unions. That's why we need people to take care of these athletes. Because if she was taken care of, she wouldn't have taken this fight and she would have waited for a bigger payday. Now, here's the silver lining. 125, the flyweights for the females in the UFC is not a very deep. She gets a win or two. She'll be right back in the mix. But unfortunately, lost her championship opportunity that was supposed to happen. I do feel bad for her and Trevor and Giles, so I salute to both of them. Um, I hope they come back sound. All right, uh, moving right along. We have some fight announcements. And when I say fight announcements, we have one major fight announcement, and that is Yoel Romero is back. Multiple-time title challenger, um, one of the greatest wrestlers ever to compete in MMA. I'm going to say it again. One of the wrestlers ever, the only man to defeat Kale Sanderson, and he did it twice. We are talking about Yoel, the soldier of God, Romero, okay? One of my favorites out there doing it, man. He's amazing with a record of 13 and 5, and you know how I feel. Probably only lost two of those realistically, okay? Uh, obviously, he lost to Cavallo in Strike Force because that's the fight he ended he stepped in and he got knocked out. He lost Israel, Adesanya, the rest of them. Don't know. I don't. I don't know. Um, but he is fighting against somebody who is an absolute monster. We are talking about Uriah Hall. Uriah Hall has looked amazing as of recently. He is in Denver now, uh, training with those boys over there. His last fight was canceled, and now he is back. He is hungry and he is ready. I think this is going to be an incredible fight. I think this is fighters that will engage. Yes, Uriah Hall is a counterfighter, very similar to Adesanya, but I believe because of what is happening, because of Yoro, you know, his last time out, I think both men will absolutely engage, and I see this very, very fight and i do not see this going to the judges okay that should be an amazing fight all right um that is the fight news for the day uh we are going into now let's go ahead and break down all the beautiful the beautiful fights that we have this weekend and let's start off with the ufc ufc actually we have this weekend um alexi olenek fighting against Derek lewis um i told you guys before i'm, I'm a fan of this fight I love this fight card itself. And this is another pay-per-view quality card that we're getting free on ESPN+. Okay? Um, the fight itself is, I'm not going to say it's the most stacked card, but it's a really, really, really good card. Uh, so let's start with the main event. All right, we got Derek Lewis versus Alexi Olenek. Alexi Olenek with a record of, <laughs> yo, it sounds crazy. 
59, 13, and 1. The Russian is someone who is a monster. His last time out, he got a split decision win against Fabricio Verdum. I didn't think he won that fight, but he did. He looks strong in certain aspects, and um, he will continue coming forward. can take a shot. He's big, and he's great on the ground, okay? He is so good on the ground. Verdum usually cuts through people like butter. Look what Verdum did to somebody as athletic and as good as Alexander um, Gustafsson. He wasn't able to do that. He wasn't even able to get a takedown against Alexi Olenek. Um, Alexi Olenek is a tough, tough dude, but he is fighting the black beast himself. Derek Lewis with a record of 23-7. and seven. His last fight, he got a unanimous decision win against Ier Latifi. And I will be honest with you, man, this is another fight that can go either way. Um, will, in the small cage, Alexi Olenek be able to get the fight to the ground? If he can get the fight to the ground, it's anybody's guess. His grappling is leaps and bounds better than Derek Lewis. But that's the thing. Derek Lewis, ever since he's started to take a change in his cardio, he really wants to get in better shape. He says he wants to look better. He says he wants to get a six-pack. And he looks in the best shape that I've seen him. He looks incredible. And you have an in-shape Derek Lewis with the power he has. We put a, a, a poll up on the Fight Podcast IG page. If you guys get a chance, check it out at the Fight Podcast. That's everywhere. Podcasts are available. Also at the Fight Podcast and all social media platforms. So check us out there. But on there, we put a poll up. And we asked, is he the hardest puncher in all of MMA? And to my surprise, 73% of the people that responded to our poll said no. So my question is, then who? Then who hits harder than a 260-pound monster? Oh, you guys are going to say Francis Ngannou. Oh. Last time I checked, Derek Lewis beat Francis Ngannou, though. He withstood his shots. Now, granted, was it one of the most boring fights of all time? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. The fight was not great. But. It's a big but. But. Um, this fight, because it's in a smaller cage, because of what I've seen from Derek Lewis, I'm saying second round TKO, Derek Lewis, Black Beast is going to go out there and absolute work. I can't wait for this fight card. Also, on this one, the co-main event, Chris Weidman has returned to 185. He's fighting Omari Amegadov. This should be a good fight, okay? Um, I'll be honest with you. Chris Weidman, he's a win. Has not looked good. Um, he took a, a L his last time out. So let's see what he has, okay? If he loses this one, I'll be very honest with you. I think we can cancel Christmas, right? Right? It might be time to go some PFL. It might be time to go to Bellator. Because his time against the prime guys in the sport might be. I'll be very honest with you. I don't see him being a contender again. Um, because he is so great and he has been a champion, I am going to go ahead and... Give him the benefit of the doubt, and I'm going to give Chris Weidman the nod on well, okay? Um, we have uh, also on this fight card, we have Benil Dariush against Scott Holtzman. This should be another very, very good card, but I am rocking with Benil Dariush. This one. Uh, this should be a good fight card, man. Check him out. This is going to be Saturday on ESPN+. Plus. Now, Friday night, Bellator 243, and I'll be honest with you guys, 
better card. This fight card is fire. This, this is one of the better cards of the year. And Bellator is coming with you guys. Um, headlined by Michael Chandler, the former champion against Benson Henderson, the legend. Both of these guys are legends, hands down. They're amazing. Um, their last fight was close, split decision. They gave it to Michael Chandler. I thought Benson Henderson won, so I'm very curious to see how this fight was going to go. Michael Chandler, last time I obviously lost his title um, to a pit bull, but um, this, we're going to see. This is also the last fight of Michael Chandler's contract with Bellator. So there's a lot of riding on this fight. On the other hand, Benson Henderson is a guy that has not lived up to the expectations since he has been to Bellator. So there's a lot riding on it for both of these guys' careers, both of their contracts, and everything else. So this should be an extremely entertaining, very, very, very close fight. I see this going to a decision, and I'm going to go with Benson Henderson, okay? Um, maybe I'm going with my heart a little bit on this one. But from what I've seen, he is starting to look like he's finally hitting his stride. And we'll see what happens with both guys. Uh, Co-main event, Matt Mitrione versus Timothy Johnson. Two hard-hitting heavyweights. Um, I'm rocking with Matt Mitrione. Kickboxing, we have a lightweight feature. Miles Jury versus Georgie Karakian. And this should be another great fight. Let's go ahead and rock with Miles Jury. And then we're going to finish off with Curtis Millander versus Sasha Homsi. Um, Another great fight. This is going to be at 175 contracted kind of catch weight fight um curtis millinder's fight with bellator um should be an interesting fight we're gonna go ahead and rock with curtis on this one all in all man some amazing 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 fights that are gonna happen this weekend i hope you guys enjoy the fights um i hope you guys have enjoyed the show man this has been your host serge center the fight podcast before i get out of here we cannot forget to talk about our sponsors every week we are brought to you guys by everlast everlast is the best combat sports company in terms of equipment in the entire world since 1910 right out of the bronx they're an incredible company the best of the best mike tyson is wearing these for his up and coming fight you have dustin poyer who is the most violent man at all mma he uses those gloves as well man not only do they have great combat sports equipment they have great training equipment as well and clothing Brand is incredible. They've treated us all well, and they're giving you guys an extra 10% off when you go ahead and actually apply promo code the fight. So check that out. You guys get extra 10% off on us over here at the Fight Podcast. Also, we're brought to you by CBD Pure. CBD Pure is a CBD company that is processes organic CBD directly from Colorado. They're an incredible, amazing company. I'm telling you, once you guys have an opportunity, it's sore from your workouts, you, know, you have inflammation, you can't go to sleep at night, CBD helps all of that for you. Check out CBD Pure. And here's the thing. We're going to give you 15% off if you go ahead and actually apply promo code to fight as well. And last but certainly not least, one of our favorites, man, Nug Club Official. If you're out here on the West Coast, if you want weed and you want to deliver directly to your home, go ahead, Nug Club Official. They deliver $200 worth of bud, a totally um, uh, curated box for you with all of your needs and wants, everything from flour, the tinctures, the vapes, the little toys, so right, everything you need, check them out, man. Nug Club official, $200, you get it for 99 bucks, okay? $99, and you'll get, with promo code The Fight an extra 10% off. So two $200 worth of bud, 
for $90 with promo code to fight. All right, check that out today. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Thank all of you for listening today on the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe. I'm your host, the underground king, Serge Vicente. Listen to us everywhere. Podcasting platforms are available. Check us out on YouTube, the Fight Podcast. Check our website out, thefightpodcast.com. Without further ado, this has been episode two. 27 of the greatest combat sports and culture show in the entire universe the fight podcast out <laughs>